Warner's solicitors provide advice on a range of legal matters to individuals, families, and businesses. The leading legal directories regularly recognize Warner's as offering some of the best legal advice in the region. This series of podcasts will give you an insight into some of the legal issues that may affect you and your family. A very warm welcome to another podcast episode with Warner's Solicitors. And today I'm with Charles Tennant. Charles is a partner with Warner's Solicitors, specializes in family law. And today we're going to be talking about no-fault divorce one year on. Welcome, Charles. Hello. Last year, we saw some rather big changes to family law. Can you just remind us what these changes were? Yes, absolutely, Paul. So the big change to family law, precisely divorce law, was that we washed away over 50 years of law, and going back to the Matrimonial Court Act 1973, to a new no-fault divorce. So whereas under the old divorce law, there was an element in certain uh, scenarios of finger-pointing, that has been removed. So there's no longer a need to blame one person uh, for the breakdown of the marriage. And what was the reason behind these changes? What were they supposed to achieve? There were various reasons behind the changes, and primarily in relation to removing the blame game, removing the unnecessary emotional angst and unhappiness, frustration arising from the old system, which had required, in many scenarios, for one person to blame the other. The hope was that by doing that, you would find yourself in a situation where there was less unpleasantness, less stress on the person's getting divorced, less stress on the extended family, less pressure on the children, and that that would then lead on to a greater prospect of individuals being able to divorce amicably, politely, respectfully, and therefore hopefully with less unpleasantness, less and therefore less disputes. So the hope would be that there would be less time in court, greater prospects of finding resolutions outside of court, for example, going to mediation and reaching agreements that were practical and sensible. And do you think that this has been a successful scenario then? The truth, Paul, is we just don't know. We're still at very early days. There aren't any stats out yet formally. I think I've seen some stats that suggest that divorces have been up, i.e. there are more divorces this year than last year, although the final sets of stats are not yet available. I don't think there's any doubt that reducing animosity and, and removing the blame game is positive, particularly if, for example, it means that it doesn't lead to further disputes or emotional angst between the individuals concerned. But we just don't know at the moment where it's all leading or whether it's going to have positive implications for wider society. The concern prior to the new law had been that if you made it too easy to get divorced, there would be less successful marriages. I think that was slightly old-fashioned view and certainly not a, a concern that ultimately stopped them from changing the law. What do you think are the major problems or benefits that have led on from the changes? Do you think that when it comes to resolving financial issues, that advice is still, has still got to be had from a lawyer? 
this is precisely it. The, the major benefit and the major problem are actually the same thing. So the, the major benefit is that if you are an individual getting divorced or you want to get divorced, you can now do this online yourself without needing any legal advice or help. It's now so straightforward in that it's an electronic form that you complete on the gov.uk website that you just don't need a lawyer anymore. And the big difference, because actually the old system had largely gone online, the big difference is they've removed, quite understandably, they've removed a lot of the legal language. And therefore, where individuals before were confused, didn't really understand what they were doing or didn't really understand what the questions they were being asked, there isn't that degree of confusion. So that's the benefit So from a public policy or governmental perspective, which is that individuals can now get divorced without needing lawyers. But that is also the problem, which is that means they're getting divorced without necessarily having the legal advice that they should be having, without necessarily understanding the consequences or what may follow. And the point you've just touched on is the crucial one. And this is the one that we are deeply concerned about, which is that if people are getting divorced without legal advice, the concern is they are not formally resolving the issues that arise from the divorce. And the crucial one there is the financial issues. And if you don't have a formal resolution of your financial issues, if you don't have what's called a final financial remedy order, otherwise known as a consent order or a court order, then you don't actually have a formal agreement at all. And if you don't have a formal agreement at all, what that means is that in years to come in the future, if something changes, the risk is that the deal you thought you had actually isn't a deal and someone can come back and say, actually, I've changed my mind. I now want something else. So that's our big concern is that we anticipate, suspect that if the divorce numbers are up, what that really means is lots of people are getting divorced without getting a formal financial settlement. And therefore, the risk is that they're actually creating a huge problem for the future. So it's very likely that you're going to see people coming back when they actually don't have a deal at all. (laughs) Correct. They will think they have a deal or they will think that their deal, which is something written in an email between them, for example, or even in in a WhatsApp message or written on a piece of paper, they will consider that's a deal that's binding there's no going back. That's not the case at all. The reality is that any agreement that individuals reach between themselves is unlikely to be binding and conclusive. Whilst the court could, could in theory, hold them to that agreement, equally it might not. And the worry is that if, for example, they get divorced now, when the facts are whatever they are today, so they're both working, they've both got certain assets, and then they split the money as it is today, and then in five years' time, something's changed. One of them's no longer working. One of them's remarried. One of them's received an inheritance. There could be all sorts of things that would change, and that deal might no longer be the fair one. Or the real nightmare scenario is where one of them loses all their money. So they split the money equally fairly now and say, off you go, here's your your share. And then one of them loses it all, perhaps recklessly, or perhaps just very unfortunately, they then come back to the court and say, I need my financial circumstances to be considered. The person who's managed to keep hold of their money, who's been careful or cautious, might say, well, this is terribly unfair, but they'll find that they don't actually have a binding and conclusive financial settlement. So the key point that is crucial that people understand is that getting divorced 
does not resolve the financial issues arising from the breakdown of the marriage. It just simply takes you from being someone who's married to being someone who is divorced. And what's really interesting, Paul, is that I have noticed that the new sealed divorce application now has a little warning on the face of it saying, please note, this does not resolve financial matters. Now, that did not appear at the start of the new divorce process last year. So the court have realised that they've got a problem and they're now putting a little warning on. But of course, it's all all very well and good putting a warning on. That doesn't mean people will understand it. That doesn't mean they'll take legal advice. (laughs) This leads on quite neatly to the next question, which is, do you have an advice for any going through a divorce at the moment? Absolutely. It is 100% crucial to get advice. Mm. And even if you have the most straightforward divorce, amicable divorce, that's brilliant. I'm very pleased. Less cost for you and more straightforward for us. Even if you have the most straightforward divorce, you still need to get advice and you still need to get that final financial remedy order, that clean break order to ensure that the claims cannot be pursued at a later date. It doesn't need to be an expensive exercise. It doesn't need to be a long-winded exercise. And that positively, just like the online divorce, the financial clean break order can be obtained through an online process as well. And if everyone's in agreement, it could be done really very quickly and very cost-effectively indeed. So Charles, just one further point that I think you would like to make, I'm sure of that. It's the whole way divorce has been dealt with now. The key message to understand is that the way that the divorce process is managed and administered has changed beyond all recognition in the time that I have been in practice, so in a period of approximately 20 years. So back in the good old days, as we might like to fondly remember them, if you wanted to get divorced, you completed what was an old-fashioned divorce petition, had a lot of legal language in it, a lot of Latin in it, and you sent your hard paper copy off to your local divorce or county court. And it was dealt with there very slowly in the court office and it was referred to a local judge. All of that has been washed away over a period of time. The process has completely changed. We now have a process that's almost entirely online. Paper transactions are actually very unusual. There's a little bit of paper generated, but it's nearly all done completely online. And ultimately, it gets referred to a judge sitting somewhere, probably in Birmingham or something like that, a million miles away. So this process we had before that involved local courts and local judges and paper has all been replaced by a far more modern and we hope fit for the 21st century electronic process well thank you for your time today charles you've you've made this very clear uh, obviously an evolving situation when it comes to no-fault divorce and thank you very much for the information you've shared with us today i've been talking to charles tennant who is a partner at warner's solicitors uh, specializing in family law and we've been focusing on no-fault divorce and looking how things are one year on. Please do check out the other podcasts in this series. You can gain extremely good advice from the solicitors at Warner's. And for the family team, please arrange a consultation with one of the family team here at Warner's Solicitors as soon as it's convenient for you. I'm Paul Harvey. Please join me next time. Thank you for listening to this Warner's Solicitors podcast. To find out more about our expert legal teams and the advice and services they deliver for both individuals and businesses, please go to warners-solicitors.co.uk.